The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey there, it's Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You, you have consent. And while you smash it, let me remind you what we got going on over uh, a 10-week span. It's called the Summer Shoot-Around. It's the series during which we're going to focus on 20 notable teams over a span of, again, 10 weeks. Two per week, 20 teams in 10 weeks. And we're going to do the schools in alphabetical order. We've already knocked out Alabama, Arizona. We now turn our attention to Arkansas. The Razorbacks went 28-9 last season. They got a four seed in the NCAA tournament, beat Gonzaga in the Sweet 16, then lost to Duke in the Elite Eight, finished 18th at Ken Palm. From that team... They lost a lot. J.D. Note, Stanley Amude, Jalen Williams. In total, they lost eight of their top nine scores. Again, a lot. Bringing back Devontae Davis and adding the second-best recruiting class in the country, according to 24-7 Sports, highlighted by some experienced transfers and three five-star prospects, most notably Nick Smith, a uh, likely one-and-done combo guard from North Little Rock. I've got Arkansas ranked sixth in the CBS Sports Top 25-1. and one. We'll see what Deadleg thinks of the Razorbacks next. But first, a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Deadleg, I think in an episode of the Island College Basketball Podcast earlier this offseason, you told me that you thought I had Arkansas a little too high given how much the Razorbacks lost. How how too high do I have them? Where are you at on the Razorbacks? I don't think you'll prove to have them too high when we get to the preseason AP poll. Uh, for historical purposes, Arkansas has 17 all-time preseason AP poll appearances. That's tied actually for 29th all-time. Uh, they'll move up to the 28th spot once that becomes once that 17 becomes 18. That's inevitable. This is per college poll archive. Wherever Arkansas gets ranked come October, and I think. 
I know our buddy Borzello. I think Borzello still has them preseason number one. I, they're not going to be that. They're not going to beat out North Carolina or Gonzaga in the AP poll. Uh, but I, I think so. There's an outside chance they could be high as two. I think their floor GP is honestly seven. So I guess this is three for three in terms of these shoot around series where I'm telling you, you've ranked the team too high. At some point, the, the balance is going to have to swing back the other way, but not like not overwhelmingly high. Uh, Arkansas, I think objectively has to be a top 15 team. No doubt about it. They lose, but you just ran down how much they lose there. By the way, Arkansas has been preseason number one before the most recent time was 95. And in fact, that was the last time that Arkansas, like Arkansas is going to be a preseason top 10 team. That's, that's, that's a lock. They have not been in the top 10 of a preseason AP poll since 1995. So in terms of a hype situation for the Razorbacks program going into a season, this particular campaign is going to bring as much expectation as literally any since Nolan Richardson was on the sideline and they were pulling up from the snout there in Fayetteville. I think Arkansas, because of how much they lost with Note. Jalen Williams decided to go and wasn't even the first Jalen Williams taken in the NBA draft. Had he come back, I have Arkansas, no doubt about it, top five team. They do have some interesting talent coming in. You mentioned Nick Smith. I actually saw Eric Musselman on the recruiting trail in the past few days. And he was, I, I, you know, I basically asked him if he thought Nick Smith was going to wind up being their most important player. Cause certainly he's projected to be their highest draft pick. I mean, he could really be in the conversation uh, to be in the top three at next year's NBA draft, but you know who he raved about was Anthony black, who he said six, eight can run our offense can be our point guard. You know, he's the, he's, you know, Nick Smith, Jordan Walsh is another highly ranked freshman coming in. And then Anthony black, they're all five-star players, all top 20 level kind of guys. Keep Anthony Black's name uh, at the forefront of your mind as we get closer to the start of the season because he might wind up being as important as Nick Smith. But yeah, with so many other pieces, Parrish, like Musk is doing a great job. This is year four for him coming off back-to-back Elite Eight appearances after, as listeners well know, not making a Sweet 16 at that program since 96. Now, well, they're starting to develop a little bit of a habit of running deep into the tournament here. I think it'll be a little bit of a challenge to do that three consecutive seasons, but I don't think you're overly ambitious on them. I think that your ranking reflects about where they'll probably land. To me, I'm just, a, I, I want to just with all these pieces, I just want to see it. So I'm, I'm more inclined to slot the hogs personally in that 10 to 15 range. As you know, I create a top 25 and one on the night of the national championship game. And I work off of that throughout the off season. Um, you, you add an interesting piece that, that, that suggest you should move up i move you up you lose an interesting piece that suggests you should move down you move down and every once in a while i find myself in a spot where i go all right am i too high am i obviously too high on this team or am i obviously too low on this team and arkansas is one throughout the offseason that i started to wonder am i just too high on this team because they lost eight of their top nine scores. Like they are bringing back two scholarship players, zero double digit scores. But as I dove into this last night and started looking, you know, more closely and really putting together different lineup combinations and, 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 you know, making notes on the roster, I'm, I'm sold. I like this team a lot on paper. Now you got to believe in the freshmen. They got three five stars. You've mentioned them: Nick Smith, Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh. Um, Nick Smith is the one that is supposed to be the best. He's the highest ranked, uh, third best prospect in the class of 2022. 
according to 24-7 Sports. And if you look at most 2023 NBA mock drafts, including the projected lottery I did on the night of the 2022 NBA draft, um, it, it, they go Victor Wimbanyama, the, the French sensation at number one, Scoot Henderson at number two, and Nick Smith at, at number three. So if the freshmen are – if Nick Smith is as advertised and Anthony Black is as impressive as Musk suggested to you that he will be – and by the way, he was a I- incredibly important piece on the Team USA – team that won the FIBA U18 in Mexico. I think I read somewhere that he finished with the best plus minus over the course of the tournament of anybody on the team. So if those guys are what I think and most people seem to think they're going to be, and then you surround them with these interesting transfers, Ricky Council, who I know must likes from Wichita State, guy who averaged you know 12 points 5.4 rebounds uh last season for the shockers um you know jalen graham an arizona state transfer get the mitchell twins from rhode island those guys are probably coming off your bench i mean that's having them coming off your bench is is really nice you start looking at different lineup combinations with some teams in the country i can tell you what their starting lineup is going to be not real sure what arkansas is going to look like because you know you could put a lineup out there where um, you know, you're going Devontae Davis, Nick Smith, Anthony Black at the one, two, three, and Ricky Council's coming off the bench. But like Ricky Council might be good enough where he needs to be a starter, at which point, I mean, you might have a five star freshman coming off your bench in addition to uh, the Mitchell twins. And then Trevin Brazil, who, you know, played at Missouri, um, had a, a 10.1 block percentage that ranked 28th nationally, according to Ken Pop. There's just a lot of, you got like nine legitimate guys who are no doubt rotation players in my mind and you could play them in a bunch of different ways and almost any way you play them they're really long on the wings i mean we, we, you know wiki council six six anthony black six seven um nick smith six four i mean you're gonna have some guys who can really get those arms and passing lanes and, and be super disruptive on the defensive end Losing Amude, Note, Williams, Adis, Tony. Chris Likes was, you know, was about probably what they expected, but he was averaging eight points a game. Connor Vanover, the big guy, not much of an impact player there, but you lose like five really productive players. I know you mentioned, you know, eight of the top nine scores overall. Um, this is going to, I mean, Muss has already developed uh, a reputation that dates back to Nevada at being able to turn over a roster that's reliant on transfers and he wasn't the first to do it. He was just, he's one of the notable head coaches to do this year over year and find consistent success. Like first season at Arkansas was solid, wasn't outstanding, but like it was clearly going on the right track. And then the past two seasons, Arkansas has been seeded well and they've won three games in the NCAA tournament. This one right here, it's a lot of the same, but not entirely because, you know, here here comes one of the best recruiting classes in the history of this program. And so it will combine both philosophies. You know, it will combine bringing in transfers, some of them up transfers. You know, we'll see if the Mitchell twins can go to Arkansas and be productive coming off of coming off of the bench, which I agree with you. I would expect probably both of them will. We'll see if Ricky Council can go to, go from being uh, a really good player at an underperforming Wichita State team to being someone that can be reliable at Arkansas. Uh, there's a little bit of Texas from a year ago in Arkansas's 
makeup of its roster for this upcoming season. Now, Texas, I think it was a four seed, right, GP? Texas was a four seed. It was fine. It didn't make the Sweet 16, but it had a good season. Um, That was the one program that I couldn't help but notice when I look at what's coming in. Uh, Now, Texas didn't have a recruiting class that was as good as this one, but in terms of the transfers, I'll be plenty intrigued to see who's going to be the leader on this team. You know, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I bet you Musk doesn't even know the answer to that just yet. But there's a lot of reasons to be excited about this group. I just think the spectrum for what this team will be is fairly wide. Personally, I think the SEC will be a little down from a season ago of top to bottom. That And some of that's included in like, you know, I don't know if Arkansas will be quite as good as it was last season, but there could be an opportunity here for Arkansas to take advantage of that and place well you know, top three, top four in the, in the league and and have a little bit of room for error overall. I would bank on Nick Smith being the best player. He's certainly the best pro prospect. But again, just kind of judging off. And it, it wasn't like Musk only highlighted Anthony Black, but he was the one, he just, he went out of his way to say, get ready for Anthony Black. And you and I both know, we've spent years and years and years talking to coaches in the off season. And, and a lot of times, like something that tells in July or August, like it, it definitely... Uh, you know, it can, it winds up being true, but occasionally guys will, uh, the guys they see in the middle of the summer, once we get to the, once we get to the season, uh, it doesn't turn out that way. Black has a, a tremendous reputation. He was recorded, recruited by the likes of Gonzaga as well. Uh, I think Oklahoma state and some others just a highly coveted player. If he can actually be like this weapon that can be used as, as a big floor general, and they can basically have like three three guys that can run their offense. I think Paris, that'll be a, a major advantage to them. Uh, but in terms of sorting out the starting lineup and then rotation guys, uh, it, it remains to be seen, but I'm, I'm excited to see what Arkansas can do. Uh, and they're going to be, by the way, they'll be featured as well. I'll bring it up here, but I'm almost positive. They're going to be featured in, uh, in the Maui tournament. So that's always, that's always good. And uh, that field is, is kind of loaded this year yet again. You, you, you mentioned Moss and his, uh, experience of taking a bunch of new pieces from all over the place and making it into something really good fairly quickly. That's another reason that I believe in this um, working. Like if this were a different coach, I might go who hadn't done what Mus has done over and over and over again. I'd be like, I don't know. Lost eight of their top nine scores, bringing in a lot of transfers. Some of these guys are or up transfers, like, you know, it, 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 you know, the, the, the five-star freshmen are great, but like we've seen five-star freshmen not amount to what the expectations were. Um, you know, it happens almost annually to some program rely heavily reliant on five-star freshmen. I, I might be a little more skeptical, but you know, Mus has done it. Um, you know, I remember when he got the Arkansas job talking to somebody about it and I was like, you know, now what he'll still be able to flourish in the transfer market and, and he understands, you know, how to piece things together. But the difference between Arkansas and Nevada, and there's a million differences, but from a recruiting perspective, uh, the main difference is you can actually go get five star high school prospects at Arkansas. And that's just obviously not something you're going to do at, at Nevada. And so now he's got, you know, as you put it, um, like the best of both worlds, this this formula of transfers that he has used to win over and over and over again, and he's got like legitimate high level five star freshman talent, including a guy that you know is is in the conversation to be one of the top three picks of the 2023 NBA draft. Um, I, you know, I I read a a, a a wonderful website that covers Arkansas called a Whole Hog Sports, 
And, um, I, you know, they had a lot of breakdowns on these newcomers that I, I, I went through just, uh, really terrific stuff and uh, detailed breakdowns of, of these guys. And one of the things that stood out to me is that, um, you know, in, in, in a piece about Ricky council, the Wichita state transfer, they said that they talked to an American athletic conference coach or they, or somebody had talked to an American athletic conference coach who said Ricky council was the best NBA prospect in the American athletic conference last season. Now that's obviously wrong. Just, by the way, yeah, that's just obviously, yeah, no, because that was Jalen Turin. Yeah. But, um, but the, the, the point, if you can take the clear, like just wrongness out of that statement, he's a, he appears to be an NBA prospect on, on some level. And so that's just another interesting piece that, you know, your co- casual college basketball fan might not be familiar with Ricky council. Uh, but he's somebody that, you know, every year must has a transfer that was mostly anonymous um, at a previous stop who really has a breakthrough season for what is a good team. And I think council might be, if not best positioned to be that, certainly among the candidates to be that guy this upcoming season. A uh, couple, I mentioned the schedule real quick. So they're going to take a tour to to Spain uh, in a couple weeks here, Will, Arkansas. Um, and then when they start the season, they're in Maui. They don't have the bracket yet for Maui. Uh, reminder that uh, other people that uh, that are going to Maui are Arizona, Cincinnati, Creighton, Louisville, Ohio State, San Diego State, Texas Tech. That's a pretty strong Maui field, particularly in a year where you've got the PK-85 with 16 teams and 14 of them being power conference programs or power programs overall. So the, uh, Arkansas will be tested, and it's capable of winning that. But I would say Arizona, Arkansas, Creighton, Texas Tech, San Diego State, Ohio State, those all seem capable. I didn't even mention like Louisville, Cincinnati are going to be good. So there's a lot of challenge there. They're going to play at Baylor, non-conference in the SEC Big 12. And they've also got Oklahoma. The full schedule hasn't been released yet, but the point is must has pretty consistently scheduled to a level that has appeased Arkansas fans where it's it's not been... Uh, now, there's going to be small conference teams like always. It'll be by games. Don't get me wrong. But there is a lot there to get excited about. And this team will be tested. Like, it might be a deal where Arkansas might even take some of its lumps early in the season. And then once it gets going later in conference play, it kind of gets it together. That wasn't, that was not the case last season when they started, they started off hot, then they had some bumps. In fact, I remember, I think I was talking about it on the pod, either we talked about it on the pod or I talked about it when I, when I talk with Musk, because his teams the past two seasons have started off well, and they've had some good wins in that stretch, but they were, it was lighter early in the schedule. Like I specifically remember Arkansas, GP jumping out to like an eight and zero or nine and zero start last season, but they hadn't played a lot of teams that were really good. And then they hit a stretch where they faced some tougher opponents. They took the dip. There was a little bit like, is Arkansas for real? Or are they not? They proved to be for real. They finished top 20. Obviously they went to the lead eight and they had a stretch where they won like 14 out of 15 games uh, in league play. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we had a little bit of that again, this upcoming season, uh, just a matter of how the pieces are going to work. And this is, one other thought for me, Parrish, to, to state the obvious here. Uh, I love that we're talking about the Hogs on this on this series because it means they're interesting. They're good. They're relevant. We are getting consistent uh, consistency from this program that we've been waiting on. We've been honest here. We've been waiting on this for about two decades in men's college basketball to have Arkansas and that fan base be 
competitive at the top of the SEC and to matter nationally. Musselman's been able to do that, and he's been able to do that in taking transfers and now getting this highly recruited class. It's not like, you know, as much as we'd love to see, like, here's why they're good, because there's three guys on this roster that are going to be juniors or seniors that we've gotten to know. That hasn't been the case there. He just, he is, he is a master at working the portal and has been able with that staff to recruit at such a high level here that they viably, again, they will be a top 10 team in the preseason. And for me, slot them anywhere between five and 15. I would be surprised. Personally, I'd be surprised that even there's all of these unknowns, GP, if Arkansas didn't wind up, you know, being a, seated anywhere in that three, four, five range once we got to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I've got them um, six in the top 25 and one second in the SEC behind only uh, Kentucky. And to your point about last season's team, they actually st- they started nine and zero, and then they went through a stretch over a span of about a month where they they lost five of six. You know, they they went one and five in a six game stretch. They went from nine and zero to ten and five, and in that stretch, they lost to Hostra. Um, you know, Mississippi State team that missed the tournament, a Vanderbilt team that missed the tournament, an AM team that that missed the tournament. They started 0-3 in the SEC. And yet I remember uh texting with Musk right around then. And he would because this is also when he had that shoulder surgery. It was all and they had like a, they had an injury, I think, and then like a COVID issue. It was just a lot of things happened not great at the same time. But I remember him being like extremely confident you know how it is when you talk to a coach who's just lost five of six they're like man i've lost my team these guys aren't lit they, they've all they often are you know they have excuses for why things aren't or maybe they're just explanations not excuses but i just remember must like not doing any of that he's like we're fine like we've had some bad timing stuff covid issue but we're fine and we're gonna we're gonna turn this thing around like and then they obviously did and that's another reason why I, I think it's safe to believe in this team or reasonable to believe in this team i know must likes this team and he's got my experiences with him over the years is like he's got he's got a pretty good gauge on when he knows he's got something good you know obviously losing jalen williams so late in the process is not ideal but i i, I think i made this point if I didn't make it on the podcast, I made it somewhere. Remember when Gonzaga lost Philip Petrushas really late in the process? And mm-hmm. and I just I I didn't budge Gonzaga. I left them at number one in the top 25 and one. Like they were losing their best returning player. And I just remember talking to the Gonzaga staff and they were like, listen, he's great. It's not gonna matter that much. Like we're gonna like it's just more minutes for Drew Timmy. Like this is not gonna hurt as much as some people might think it hurts. And it obviously didn't. I think this is similar. I'm not saying they're better without Jalen Williams. I'm just saying him leaving. I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, we'll see. To me, it feels like I'll bottom line it this way, and then we can get out of here. If they had Jalen Williams, I would consider Arkansas to win the national championship. I don't think I can go that far with him not being on the roster because I thought he was set to take an even bigger lead. Not that they won't be good, but I thought he was a piece they really, really, really could have used to like maintain that elite level. That's that's awesome. fair. That's fair. I mean, it's a totally reasonable opinion. I just think I, I, I did drop Arkansas a little after Jalen Williams announced he was staying in the NBA draft, but I didn't drop him that much, maybe from like four to six or something like that. I, I'm still a big believer in in this team. By the way, Musk, he's now coached in five straight NCAA tournaments, three at Nevada, two at Arkansas. In that stretch, three Sweet 16s, two Elite Eights, 26 and nine in the SEC in the past two seasons, finished second in 2001 in the league, finished fourth last season in the league. Um, and his his track record at Nevada and now at Arkansas is 
He needs a year to remake the roster, to establish a culture. But once he gets that, it, you know, at Nevada, it never slipped. And so far at Arkansas, it, it doesn't look like it's slipping at all. Even despite all the personnel losses from last season, um, they still look like an obvious preseason top 10 team to me. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. At Apple, leave a nice review. Type some words. There's more of us than there are of them. We'll talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!